today on Ovius and Giglio. It's time to put some respect on the ACC. They're getting the job done on the field. There's two reasons why everybody's distracted. Speaking of distractions, we can get caught up in nitpicking the Tar Heels. I'll explain why I am, though. It's all there for the Tar Heels. They just have to put it together consistently. We'll get into some AP Top 25 voting and where it's getting late early for some teams in the NFL. Have you noticed the temperatures? It's fall-like. Equinox is right around the corner. You know what that means? Shorts and hoodie season. Have you purchased an Ovias and Julia hoodie yet from BreakingT.com? Head on over to BreakingT.com slash OG. Get your hoodies today. They're super comfortable, and you'll look great at the tailgates or just lounging around the house. Five stars only. Positive vibes only. OG. 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 Golly. It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius in the Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh, thanks to Empire Properties. And thanks to Copiers Plus for sponsoring Ovius and Gillio. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. I feel like I'm going to have to print out um a chart of how many groove wagons i've had and then print that chart out and i can check off a box thanks to copiers plus these are all good things all good things all, all good, good things, things. you okay. want to check in with copiers plus yes. copiers-plus.com to make sure your business is not wasting money don't waste print money. solutions digital solutions they have them all check them out copiers-plus.com all right don't want to we don't want to waste money and we don't want to waste anybody's time. Plenty of football discussions to get into. So let's go ahead and give you some premature evaluations. All right, let's go ahead and start with a team that I think has the most potential in the ACC because they have the best quarterback in the ACC. It's just a matter of them putting it all together. That remains to be seen. That team I'm talking about is North Carolina, which got a nice end of the, you know, look at the score, 31-13, look at Drake May's stats, you're thinking, yeah, cool, great performance by the Tar Heels. But it always, it, that wasn't always the case. There were some dicey moments there. Drake May had some early interceptions back-to-back, but complimentary football. Everybody take a drink. I said complimentary football, Joe. North Carolina's defense, which has, to me, been one of the brighter spots of the season, did the job. They they turned those turnovers into minimal points for the Golden Gophers. I think they came away with a field goal and a punt. And then after those two early interceptions for Drake May, things calmed down. Nate McCollum and Drake May really found that connection. And the rest of the story is how Drake May looked and how good North Carolina can be if they just put it all together consistently, Joe. It's hard for me to believe that North Carolina hasn't been 4-0, hasn't started the year 4-0 since 1997. It's wild, right? It's almost impossible for me to believe. Well, because they finally got over on South Carolina. That's why. I I look at this. I'm, I'm I, don't, I get it. Some people get confused about our takes on on Carolina, but the truth of the matter is, this is one of those twenty year storms. Mm-hmm. And and State had one last year, and they couldn't take advantage of it. You look at their schedule, and there are. I, I want to be clear: there are no layups on their on Carolina's schedule. No, other than Campbell, like there are. There's no one on there, and, and Virginia at home. There's no one on there where you're like, you know what? You know, they're definitely going to win this game. Or, or, or there's also games like they could lose. Like they could lose this week at Pitt. Absolutely. Not with that all. Not with Pitt's offense. I understand, but Pitt's going to show out in that rivalry game. Okay. Um, True. Miami is the most talented team left Mm -hmm. on their schedule. Duke is a team that has been motivated and will be emotional for that game, even if they get run out of the gym by either Florida State or Notre Dame. Duke's going to be up for that game, particularly because of the way it went last year. Clemson does not have Clemson does not have the skill players that Carolina does. And I know where that game is played. That has a feel of that has a feel of eight and three Clemson plays their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I get that. And then, of course, anytime, you know, State and Carolina get together, you're going to get State's best shot. I say all of this in this 20-year storm, 30-year storm, back to 97, almost 25-year storm. They have every reason to believe that they can go 12-0. Mm-hmm. They have, and they, they certainly have every reason to believe they can go 11-1 and against this slate, put themselves in a real position, you know, to play Florida State in the ACC championship game and make the playoff, they yeah. have, they have that's every opportunity in front of them. The the only that's the, all you can really ask for, too, right? 
I, I've, I've been accused of nitpicking North Carolina, and that's fine. Well, if, no, you know what you're doing? What am I doing? You are applying the Carolina basketball standard to Carolina football, I, which no one ever really does. I don't know. If, okay, if you want to put it that way, yeah. I see where you're going with it. I'm, what I'm doing with them is how we've applied our conversations. around. You mentioned NC State. Like, hey, man, this is your opportunity, right. so we're going to nitpick it a little bit more if you fall short or we start seeing some red flags yeah, and or wake at 19, we, we let wake off the hook forever. Oh for yeah, we did. Too. And with North Carolina, I kind of go back to a couple of years ago when they came off that orange bowl game and everybody was like, Oh, they're going to be, I'm like, guys, there's some red flags here. The red flags for North Carolina for me are twofold. Really? The first one is, and Mac Brown's been saying this out loud and Mac Brown loves to point out their offensive coordinator doing things a little bit more efficiently. Right. So like last week, two weeks ago against app state, it was enough with the wildcat already. What are we doing here? Right. And then after the game against Minnesota it was like, we just got to let Drake be Drake, which of course I will scream to the hilltops, right? Just let Drake be Drake. So with the chip Lindsay transition and everybody kind of getting an idea of where they want to be. Okay. I can see some of the growing pains along the way. But ultimately, it's don't overcomplicate this. You have one of the best QBs, not just in the ACC, but in the country. And it looks like you got some definitive skill position guys like Nate McCollum coming up in this game. You've got Amari and Hampton and British Brooks. Offensive line was a little shaky in this game. But the other red flag that I have is penalties. North Carolina can't seem to play a clean game. They've had 17 penalties so far this season. That's not humongous in the grand scheme of things. It's not like they're Boston College, which is the most penalized team in the country, not just the ACC, but in the country. At 17, they're right there, like in the, the, the nice gooey middle of all of college football. It's when those penalties happen. It's these extending series penalties for the opposition, some pass interference, as questionable as they might be, extending drives. And Ryan Nanny, who uh, celebrity hot tub on Twitter I put it perfectly. It's like North Carolina, even though you look at the final score of 31, 13, when you watch their games, there's always this, it, it almost feel like it's about to spiral out of control. And North Carolina football fans know exactly what I'm talking about because the minute Minnesota's uh, quarterback went out for a series, they brought the backup in and that dude's scrambling and on design run plays, breaking off yardage and getting first downs. I could see Carolina fans on my timeline going, Oh, look at this. Another backup QB is going to light our asses up. Of course, things settled down and they ended up being fine. But North, it's all it's there for Carolina. It really is there for Carolina. They just got to clean some stuff up, in my opinion. Now, you mentioned Duke. And you're right, Joe. Duke's got some tough games coming up with Notre Dame and Florida State. However, what do I see out of Duke that I don't really see a lot of in the ACC upon early returns? They're a tough team, dude. They are a team that clearly has taken on the personality of Mike Elko. And there is a confidence in this group that's really fun to watch. On Saturday with the three games going on, North Carolina, Minnesota, Duke Northwestern, and App ECU, I had to have the three-screen thing going on. I had the Duke game on my computer screen. And every time I looked over to my computer screen, what did I see? I saw Riley Leonard just like pinball, pinballing off of all these defenders. And that just kind of builds and it's going to continue to build. And I think the games that they've played with the confidence boost against Clemson, how they absolutely took care of business against Northwestern is only going to build more confidence that they think they can stand toe to toe with two of the best teams in the country in Notre Dame and Florida state. Yeah. They're, they got a super trappy game this week. Their first road game of the season. They go up yeah. to UConn as a, as a power running team. Their defensive front is pretty stout. This is going to be a tough challenge for them particularly with Notre Dame on deck. And then like you mentioned, the trip to Florida state and then, Oh yeah. In between that is a game against state. Oh yeah. During the pandemic, I remember state and Duke played in an empty, in an empty stadium. And I'm like, and they were woofing at each other. And this was before Elko got there. And I just remember thinking to myself, these teams haven't played in seven years. Why on earth is there so much animosity it's been between these two schools? The ACC get killed system. this rivalry. Why, why do these schools <laughs> care right now? Um, so Duke's got a lot of work in front of them, but you just have to be impressed with the way that they've started the season. Mm -hmm. Those three games were at home. Yeah, one of them's Lafayette, fine. One of them's Northwestern, who, who you know has no coach, fine. Uh, but the other was Clemson, who they whipped, and they did not rest on what they did against Clemson. So uh, they're an interesting team going forward for sure. All right, over to NC State and VMI. The only thing that I can really take away from this game is 
Did you make the offense look good? Like, no, honestly, it was just a if game you want where it'd be nice, or do you want me to? No, we'll just do both. Let's, we okay. can do both. Okay. There is the optimistic view of what they did against VMI, and that is can the offense look functional against a team that it should look functional against? And Brandon Armstrong had some throws, made some plays. You could be excited about the future of Concepcion, good old KC, right? But. <laughs> There's a butt there, and I have a feeling that's where you're going to go. You can be nice first, Joe, then you can get to I'm the Be nice part. first? Be nice first. No one got hurt. That's key. All right. Let, let's, let's hear it. Uh, we found the level that NC State's skill players can dominate at. Yeah. They might just be FCS players. Right. I, I viewed it as a development game. No, You've there, had, there's you, nothing to be gained from it. First game of the season. No, no, look, no, nothing game, from v, VMI carries over. Let's, nothing. Let's, let's, no such let's, thing. Let's go ahead and I'll try to be optimistic. Okay. Good cop, bad cop. Okay. So, and I'm and I'm I'm not doing this as a bit. Like, I mean, this no, sincerely. I know. No, no, no. All right? I'm not trying to be Trust a Trust me, cop. I would fire Dave Doran on Friday night if he loses to this Virginia team. I would fire him on this. I would not let him back on campus. Okay. All right. That That's the situation. I, I Not that they're in that situation, but... First they game of the cannot lose this next game. First game of the season is always going to be weird. UConn's got a decent enough defense. I, 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 first I game love, out of the gate. I love the way that they were creating and I won the game, and, and also and through it, and how they responded yeah. to some early jitters. That was not a bad. That was not a bad team that they played. The Notre Dame game was weird on a variety of yeah. levels. The weather was crazy. Notre mm-hmm. Dame's got more talent than they do, but then they beat themselves. You, you talked about drop you know, passes, with penalties with Carolina, but drop passes. You had turnovers. You mm-hmm. had penalties. You busted assignments. Right. So. Yeah, they cleaned up all that. So That's the good. VMI game was a, was a tune-up game, a cleanup game. Yeah, we'll these, get a better. To your point, I think we'll get a better idea of just where the state team is against the Virginia team they should beat on a Friday night. I, and you know how I feel about one double A opponents. They should play those games the second week of August. Yeah, it's a scrimmage. It doesn't count. Everybody gets to play, and everyone will fill up their stadium because you're so starving for football at that point. Sure, sure. But sure. no, the ACC and college football doesn't like to listen to me, except when they have to listen to me. So mm-hmm. I'll throw it out there again. These games should be played in August. They should be preseason games where everyone gets to play and you make a little bit extra money. Uh, shout out to Paul Beam, who used to be a member of the Marching Tar Heels. I think he was the one who tweeted out uh, September and App State is just a, a marriage of weirdness. Like, has, has App State played a normal September game? They have not. They haven't. That's off to Sean Clark, though. Hey, had, his, had his team ready. ECU was fired up first half, had the lead, took control, but good coaches make adjustments. App State made those adjustments in the third quarter, took control of that game. And if not for a pick six, ECU is not even competitive in that game. It's a difficult spot that they're in that, that Mike Houston's in. I think he's, I still think he's a really good coach. This is just one of those years and you look at it and we've, we've had these years with state where you go, Mm -hmm. man, last year you had a fifth year quarterback, Mm -hmm. man, you had Keaton Mitchell last Mm -hmm. year, man, you had some dudes running around on defense. And what you had to show for it was, you know, seven or eight win season. This year is part of that rebuilding process. And they have, they have 50 plus new guys on that roster. Yeah. And they're just not, you know, we can talk more and more about this as college football continues to evolve. But as you see, yes, ECU is able to go and pluck some players just like App State is, but they also lose guys. And when you start losing guys and you start, it's it's harder for a school like that to reload, just as it's harder for NC State compared to Alabama mm-hmm. or Florida State to reload. And unfortunately for ECU, that's where they are. They're zero and three. Uh, they have their full conference schedule in front of them. I know, I know, Mike Houston will have them ready to play against that schedule. Um, but it's you know it's unfortunate because I thought those were, you know, the Marshall game. There's a lot of history there. You had the Michigan game and national national spotlight. Michigan, by the way, low key. Um, making a run today to Virginia, as I, I am apt to do after mm-hmm. the show, I want to put something down on them to win the national championship because they're the best team I've seen so far. They don't even have their coach yet. And and well, whatever you think of Harbaugh, you, I was going to say, are you sure you whatever want to you think of Harbaugh? Harbaugh I, I, Wait, is Harbaugh they, still with us? I thought they were doing this for Harbaugh. Yeah, well, they are. In memory the, of. Kind of like Tommy Brady with the four-game suspension. Maybe it was helpful not to burn out the chicken man Maybe. in the first four games of the season. Maybe that's So, you case. know, you're playing the best team in the country, so you're 0-3. There's no shame there. But you know, for me, it was disappointing. Obviously, for my own my own wallet as well. So was it? Who who was this game useless for ultimately? Because in these matchups, neither the place no, was no, sold no, out. No, it was no, a great no, crowd. No, no, it was matter. raining. Does not matter. They, the, the tickets were like three hundred dollars a week matter. of the game. Are you for kidding? Somebody in this game, it was not worth the squeeze. So who's not? No, who was it not worth the squeeze no, for? I'm not. I'm not. I've this been told the, that these no, games are not uh, worth the squeeze. Joe. Every game in the irate Gilio Conference is worth it. <laughs> 
Did you, did you see West Virginia and Pitt sold out yes. like a great environment? Have you been to a game up in Morgantown? No, I haven't. Oh, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. People, they have Pitt, they'd have Virginia Tech, but Carolina schools would, would, would be a great showcase up there. Mm-hmm. What the ACC has done uh, this week and Joe hates the ACC. We got OGP tonight tonight. Very we excited do. about that. Very excited about that. You're ready. I've reached out to all the people. We're going to get your your social social skills, Joe. We're, we're going to get that tonight. We're going to get the... What do you mean? Your people skills sometimes... When I have to turn it on, I'll turn it on. Okay. You know this about Can me. we hit the button then? <laughs> hit the button? Yeah, your button. To get the... <laughs> you want me to do this one? Dial it. <laughs> Dial it. Let's go 305. You want that? You need that out of I, I me? Don't, I don't know. Mr. Worldwide? Yeah. <laughs> A little glad hand, Joe, tonight. I'm capable, man of the people, Joe, tonight. You know, I'm capable of you are. Yes, you are. All right, just making sure on that one. Another housekeeping note uh, the WRAL Viewers Choice Awards nominations are open, Joe. So I've let the people know what they need to do. There's there's two categories there's podcast and social uh, media influencer. There's also best athlete. I think some people have written you in for best athlete after your Pilates performance. Have they seen the Mulkey performance yet? That'll be out this week. That'll be this. That'll be out this week. I still have some editing to do on that bad boy because of your heavy breathing. Mm-hmm. But yes, Sebastian Ajo Who came knew? over to the house. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Uh, yeah, it's like, <laughs> man, look, man, Sebastian Ajo is a handsome man. Maybe you're just like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, actually, I should probably do that for ASMR purposes. Take that part out. I can think of it now because you know how Canes fans can be. That's fair. They're, they can be very into their players. So if I just have like a 30 second loop of Sebastian Ajo talking with you breathing, that's like an ASMR a gold mine. I mean, Spot- there are shows on Spotify podcast platform that make hundreds of thousands of dollars. And all they do is like 30 minutes of sleep sounds opening yeah. stuff. That's and- a, we can just open bourbon, pour bourbon. See what happens. You never know what might happen. All right. So that's what's going on. You know, you know what to do. Just nominate us for the viewers' choice awards. I would love to have uh that somewhere here in the background of the studio. Uh, all right. So big thanks to Homefield for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code OG23 when you buy your first thing from Homefield. We'll get 15% off your order. You will also be like you'll you'll get the email to join their app and it's a really cool, great community. You'll have the clothes delivered to you. You get even more coupons. It's great. Yeah, and that's not a special coupon. That was I ordered stuff as you see the Tar Heels, yep. the Pack Power, Pack Pride, and there you go. I love You're it. on your way. OG 23, 15% off. Go check them out. Great stuff. Speaking of great stuff, Matt Davis, insuregarner.com, OGinsurance.com. Give him a call directly, 919-779-8277. We've had a couple of people reach out. Testimonial time. Yes, it's time for a testimonial. testimonial. Let's hear it. I'll just say his name is Troy. Yep. Troy, your State Farm ants just saved me a ton of cash today. Love it. Got the runaround from some other companies last year or so, but the Matt Davis process was easy. I swear, I promise you, this is a real email. Moved my auto, three vehicles, home, and umbrella policy over to them and saved about 40%. I also made sure I used the URL, mentioned your ads to the agent. So he at least got one ad, one from the ads. Thank you, Troy. Love thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Matt. Because as, as the billboard says, mm-hmm. what if you actually want to talk to a person? Hey, 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 see this? Troy took that to heart. Love it. Called them, went through the process, saved themselves some money. You could do the same. Go to the OGinsurance.com. So when we talk about college football, we talk about it thanks to our friends at Wings Over. Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. If you're in Greenville, you probably need wings to eat your feelings at this point. Yes, right there across from Caddy Corner from Daddy Ficklin. Great spot in Greenville. Was there last night. The main main conversation around college football right now is not about the ACC's dominance. The ACC's been great. They won the ACC Big Ten Challenge this this weekend, weekend, Joe. That's key. That is key. All right. We Uh, laugh, but like, these other conferences would have their Paul Feinbaum yes. carrying water yes. today about how great it was that Syracuse beat Purdue. Yeah. As if anyone here cares. But that's the difference between the ACC <laughs> right. and everybody else. Exactly. I think we all look at this and go, exactly. 
cool. Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt, you know. That means the ACC is definitively better than the NCAA. I don't know. Maybe we should be the people do who know, do that. But do you like, know how stupid that is? Like in basketball, like when Duke or Carolina lose, that's what they actually do. Like, yeah, oh yeah, these programs are now better than the ACC because because they beat these, because they yeah. beat them in this one game in a one off. So oh, da- okay. David Hale over to ESPN uh, put the ESPN stats and information packet out there for public consumption uh, to make a point about the ACC versus the SEC. Okay. The ACC has a winning record against the SEC right now. I think they're four and two uh, in this season, but the SEC is five. Virginia doesn't count. Georgia Tech doesn't count. For for accounting purposes. Although I can't say accounting shout out to Mark Packer and West Durham. The SEC does it all the time. I don't want, I don't want to take their (laughs) bit of ACC accounting. Don't want to do that. So shout out to Packer and Durham for that. But the SEC is five and seven versus non-conference power five opponents thus, thus far. Um, that includes Alabama's shit show against South Florida. Yep. Okay. No. That, well, I mean, they won, but yes, it was uh, okay. It was terrible. Does that count as a win? I, I guess it technically counts as a win. But you're actually leading me <laughs> to my point. So the ACC right now is 500 against Power Five non-conference opponents, eight and eight. The Big 12 is six and six. The Big Ten is five and eight. Conference USA is zero oh and six. And yes, the SEC is five and seven right now against non-conference opponents. My my working theory as to why we're here. We, we, we know why the ACC doesn't do this. It's just not built into the fabric sure. of ACC fandom. All right. It's just, that's not how it works. When you're a fan of an ACC school, you're a fan of that school. And not only that, you hate your rivals. Ding, 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 you ding, hate ding, ding. them. You do not want them to have success. But there's two other things that are going on right now that are actually taking all the air out of the room. Because if you wanted to shift the conversation to, well, wait, wait, hold up. When the SEC is running hot, everybody wants to tell you about how great they are. But now that they're not, and even in the wins, like you mentioned, Alabama or Georgia, by the way, versus South Carolina. What the hell was that about? People just kind of want a Jedi mind trick. Like these aren't the records you're looking for. This is not the football conversation we're looking for. But I have two theories as to why we're not having that conversation about the SEC. And not because of the obvious one. The SEC does not want to have self-reflection. They only want to tell you the good stuff. They are the account Texas though, right? They are the equivalent of that person from high school that you kind of remember and you're you've been friends with them on facebook and all they ever post is like i'm out with my sweetie or everything is great when you know behind the scenes it's a complete shit show one is nick saban and the conversation about where is this going and how much longer alabama fans gonna handle not having a legitimate quarterback it's that the bill has finally come due for alabama at the quarterback position the same way the bill has come due for Dabo and the quarterback position at Clemson. And the two, as we were talking about before we hit record today, Joe, Clemson and Alabama are a little simpatico here and how they've yeah, been outclassed. They're both dead. I don't know if I'd go dead, but they've been outclassed over the last couple of years by the competition. For seven straight years, either Clemson or Alabama played for the national title. Clemson won two of them. Alabama won three of them. Mm-hmm. There was a run there where it was, it, and we, were, we got used to it like we did LeBron versus the Warriors. Right. It was once we got to the playoffs, it's Clemson and Alabama. Who's going to win? We, we were so conditioned for that. Right. Well, last year was the first year that neither made the playoff this year. Again, neither is going to make the college football playoff. So we are confused because we've been conditioned for a decade to talk about Clemson and Alabama. Yeah. And the SEC for all, that decade, Paul Feinbaum had turned Clemson into his number one whipping post. Like, hey, I got to figure out a way to take this. <laughs> program down a peg because they've reached SEC status Mm -hmm. in terms of interest, in terms of NFL talent, in terms of accomplishment, and even with their own Roy Williams. You know, Dabo was a football player, a walk-on at Alabama, was part of their national championship team in the 90s. Like, he is the native son. They had been waiting to return to come home. Mm -hmm. I don't think so anymore. (laughs) They might try to get Kirby smart. Maybe. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, but those are the two programs that have driven all of the conversation nationally for the better part of a decade. And they're no longer part of the national conversation. So where do we go? Where do we turn our lonely eyes to? Well, coach prime and the, and the Colorado Buffalo that gets us to the other reason why we're not having these conversations. First one is we're focused on Nick Saban and the dynasty and just how much longer he's got and whether it's I don't actually think anyone's focused on that. I think no, everyone's I think, moved on. No, I think people are wondering, I mean, based, based on, based on my reading Sunday morning and Sunday evening and all the national sites that I'll go visit and the college football people that I follow on social media, there's an honest conversation about like, okay, can Nick Saban 
put this back on track? Do they, did he handle the quarterback situation? Right. Absolutely not this week. And, and we know he didn't. Okay. <laughs> Which now gets us to coach prime. That is the number he's one 71. reason. He's won the thing all million times. He's the greatest college coach of all time. But There's no doubt love, about any but, of this. But what do we love doing in national conversations? We did this with coach K. We did it with Roy Williams locally. It's this rush to, well, I guess you got to call it a career. I don't know. Sometimes guys have different acts. Nick Saban, of all people, has had multiple acts yes. in college football. He's very Coach K-like in that maybe he's got one more in him before you realize it's all wrapped up. But that's a conversation that will happen throughout the season. But the number one reason we're not having any sort of normal college football conversations, and I'm not saying this as a knock, it's actually refreshing, is because of Deion Sanders. Straight up. When's the last? Dude. That game was at 10 o'clock on Saturday night, Colorado, Colorado State. And the buildup was WWE-like between Norvell's comments, Jay Norvell's comments, you know, Dion buying the sunglasses for everybody. Well, he didn't buy them. He well, you know, them he gave them to everybody. He knocked out a deal with, I forgot the name of the uh, the sunglass maker. You had Travis Hunter pregame talking trash back to Colorado State. There was a little headhunting that took yeah, place there, in that there's game, There's no too. place for that either, by the way. Absolutely not. The headhunting. I don't yeah. mind the trash talk, no. but come on, man. Like that's the guy's also on the field, like the whole game. You want to get him, square him up the right way. Not like that. That yeah. was trash. It was a complete trash play to take him out of the game. And I know Deion Sanders said that it could be a couple of weeks without Travis Hunter, but that was a 10 o'clock game on Saturday. And in no other universe am I hype about a Colorado, Colorado. State no, game. no universe out there. There's no alternate MCU planet three, two, five that I'm going, I'm sitting down and staying awake at 10 o'clock for a Colorado, Colorado state game. But here am I going, all right, what time can I stay awake? Do I need to make some coffee? I fell asleep, so I missed, you know, I missed the ending in real time. But dude, I have I cannot Dion's got his faults, and there are some honest conversations about the future of Dion. But right now, there is no better show in sports than what's going on with Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders is one of the three best athletes of the last 130 years. Sure. Deion Sanders is Richer than I'll ever be. He's better looking than I'll ever be. He is smarter than I'll ever be. Yeah. However, finally this weekend, it dawned on me. There is something that Deion Sanders and I have in common. And that is? We just wanted to coach our kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I loved coaching my kids in basketball. That was that was the thing I loved more than anything was coaching those teams mm -hmm. and, and wanting to win in those games. And here is a guy. He just wants to coach his kids. And I think you'll see him coach in the NFL with his kids. I think you're going to see that because why does he want to sit and run this thing around every conversation he has every post game. And he had his mom at this post game, but every conversation is about like, Hey, I've been doing this for a long time. You guys just don't know. Mm -hmm. He says it after every game and his son Shiloh had a pick six and, and was really holding that thing down before Shador got it going. Mm -hmm. And he says it after every game, his pure enjoyment, for him, because you got to remember, how many times have we seen superstar athletes try to coach and fail all the time? I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about Frank Reich here. No, no, no. I'm no, talking no, about no. Larry Bird. I'm talking about Magic Johnson. Right. I'm talking about why Michael Jordan never coached. When you have that much talent, it's almost impossible for you to go and coach somebody because they can't do all of the unbelievable things that you did. Mm -hmm. And it frustrates you to the, the ends of the earth. Why can't you do it how I did? <laughs> this is what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. But think about, you know, think about Kobe Bryant and his second act with his daughter mm -hmm. and the way that he really redeemed himself. That was coaching his daughter's basketball team. You look at Deion Sanders now. He has been coaching his sons, as he's told us, since they were five and six years old. So all he's done is translate that to first Jackson State, because they were the ones that gave him a chance. Yeah. And now he's at Colorado because they gave him a chance. And I promise you, there'll be an NFL team that gives him a chance. And I, th I think his, I think, I think Shador is that good. And I think he has a real chance. I think he's just trying to enjoy it too. Oh, no, he it, does it in a Dion way. He does it in a very Dion way. Brings Lil Wayne out. He had Dwayne the Rock well, Johnson it's there. Funny. It's funny he you had his that. mom there. It's funny he's you got that. swag on swag right now. So here's but the, you got to keep in mind too. Dion's older than us. Nobody can. Nobody, like Dion's not a kid. He's not a kid, <laughs> and not everybody can pull that off. No, there's of a course not. There's a clear difference. Okay, there's prime time, and then there's everybody else. You mentioned the post game. And Dion's fifty six. Here's Dion Sanders with the Rock and his mom. Like, what is the most twenty twenty three sentence that I can come up with? Deion Sanders just coached his team and his son to another win. They're undefeated so far sons. this season. Yeah. Sons, I should say. 
And in the after in the in the post game, he's got the rock and his mom. We, we, what planet are we they on? Had right little now? Wayne bringing him out. This, <laughs> it was perfect. Here's the exchange. Unless he's talking about y'all, why he talking about my mom? Yes, See back where I come from, when somebody says something about your mom, you put one foot back. Yes, you were ready to get down. He didn't directly say something about my mom, but he alluded to the fact that his mama raised him, and my mama didn't raise me right now. <laughs> I raised him right. You can't replicate that. So many coaches try right. to replicate this. And I don't think he'll try once Shador is gone either. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Like, ride this thing, use it. But I genuinely think at the heart of all of this, his biggest motivation, his primary motivation has been to coaches get. Mm -hmm. I say try. Dion's not trying. Dion's just being Dion. There, there's a distinction. No, there, I think there's more to it than that. I think well, there's uh, now part of it too is when you're the coach, a you have to you, you have different jobs as a coach. Of course, right? your number one job as a coach is to make sure everyone on the team, coaches, assistant coaches included, know mm -hmm. their role. That yep. is your number one job. Which he's as done a, coach. a good job with letting his assistants do his. And thing. then the number two part of that job is to realize, well, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. And when you turn things over and you have smart people around you, I, I told you this when he was at Jackson State. He didn't get enough credit at Jackson State because that wasn't a good team mm -hmm. that he went into and started winning football games at. That wasn't a good program, okay? So he never got enough credit for what he did at Jackson State. And now at Colorado, you're talking about a 1-11 team. They're now 3-0. and I do expect the next two weeks to be very difficult, particularly without Hunter. Yeah. Like it's going to be tougher. It's going to ramp up. And, but I'm I got news it right for, now. But I got news for you. Colorado State's not good. That, and, he, and he helped them a little bit there's, with some of the nonsense this week. Yes, there's, there's so, the other angle to that. They gave up a whole ton of points to a Colorado State sure. team that is not good. We've, talk, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks and that it's kind of a tiny team that might be able to get pushed around when they go up against a tougher opponent. I'm not going to fault them for their start. They've taken full advantage of oh, what's been presented to them. But they've done it. It's not just because they have better talent than the other teams what I'm getting at. You look at the two-point plays that they ran yeah. at the end of this game. That's good coaching. Yeah. You know, Some of that is Shador Sanders making an exceptional play. Other part of it is you, you got to scheme guys open. And I've been screaming about that for however long. That's what Colorado does. Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online at myhtr.com. And what do we know? It's funny. I was actually having a conversation with a neighbor about our own neighborhood and how things have really gone up in uh, in value as more and more people try to come uh, to the market, which is why when you see talk conversations about guaranteed offers or take the hassle out of selling your home, one, if you got good agents, it shouldn't be a hassle. Two, why are you going to leave money on the table? And that's where hometown realty comes into play. Look, the market's tough right now. Uh, mortgage rates are, are at the wrong end of the, the spectrum here, yep. which makes buying a home difficult, which makes selling a home difficult. So do yourself a favor and get a professional. Barry Woodard's team, they have more than 250 agents, six locations that you don't get that big and that successful by accident. Mm -hmm. You actually understand the market because you're here in the market. So go to myhtr.com, get hometown realties help to protect your number one investment. Also, thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Uh, they're smart enough to find the best URL ever, .lawyer. They're smart enough to handle some of your legal needs, contracts, to send things up. They've got it for you. Again, check them out, wh.lawyer. Yeah, maybe you need to sell a business. Maybe you got some family law issues. Maybe you need to close on that house. Well, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, more than 20 years experience. They have all the Gs covered. Garner, Goldsboro, Gastonia. Also, Raleigh, Clayton, you name it. They're there. Go check them out on the world's greatest URL, wh.lawyer. So we got OGP tonight tonight. That's a double header with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Uh, we also have the what the Browns, the Browns and the Steelers. And the Steelers so one of our guys. contestants, one of our our lucky listeners who's attending tonight was like, "Hey, I'm a Browns fan. Can we get a second screen going?" I was like, oh, <laughs> "Yes, fine." Anthony only has one TV, but I, I think we can make this work. <laughs> People would be there for the pizza and the conversation, and we got wings too because Ryan's coming. We got wings over Raleigh for tonight too. Like. There's a chance, like, do you, do you ever think about how you're going to go? No. No? 
Never? No. You've never contemplated in your life how it's going to end. Well, if if I have, it's one of those, like, I just hope it happens in my sleep. Like, I don't even... Okay. Well, you know. I'm not wishing this upon myself, but I could see a scenario where after I had wings and pizza... You're done. And I'm like, you know what? Here comes the Fox injury <laughs> I, music. I, I, hit it. Because... <laughs> Lower him into the what? casket. <laughs> how does it get any better than that? It can't, right? <laughs> Maybe a hole in one or, yeah. or breaking 80. I have a caddy shack. I broke 80, broke 70. There's got to be some sort of caddy shack type. Like, I'm having the best round of my life. And then you get struck by lightning. Then I have wings and pizza. And then I get struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that is it. Of course, when we talk about the Panthers, we talk about the NFL. It's brought to you by Graffiti. Check them out in downtown Cary. Uh, Tuesday nights are their break-even night as it relates to bourbon. So if you've got your eye on some really expensive bourbon, go check out their social media, Graffiti and Cary. And you'll see what their break-even night. And that's exactly it. You're getting pours at cost uh, for graffiti. And on Sundays, they get all the games on TV. And, of course, the bourbon specials. That'll make you happy. Maybe that's how I want to go. You know, just sipping on bourbon. bourbon. Sipping on bourbon. At cost. At cost. Yeah, maybe that's how I want to go tonight. Not overpaying. We'll have a better conversation. We'll have a... a, We'll see where the Panthers are because it's entirely possible that they fall to 0-2. And the rest of the division is 2-0. and oh. So did you watch any Anthony Richardson or C.J. Stroud? I, I just saw some of the clips of Richardson. I know that Stroud had um, not a great game. Not a great game. I watched them both. Uh, they were in the same game, obviously. Yeah. yeah, same game. And then before Richardson got hurt, I just don't think... I get why people didn't want Anthony Richardson for what he did at Florida. Yeah, I mean... Which was a little bit of a grab bag, right? The the numbers weren't overwhelming. I I don't understand why they didn't take CJ Stroud. I'm not going to lie to you. And I was on that from the jump. And I just, I don't see it with Bryce Young. But we'll we'll see what he can do from week one to week two. I was going to say, it's literally been one week. Well, well, the one player they love to compare him to because he went to Alabama was Tua. Sure. Tua is a whole lot more thicker. Than, than Bryce you is. Also, you also know what Tua has. Now, and that's what I thought. Now, what did Tua look like before Tariq Hill? Right. Before Jalen Waddell? Before I mean, Raheem Mostert? Now, don't get me wrong. There was some serious... And before the right coach. There, There is that, too. We don't know with Frank Reich. But again, it's one week. To your point about Tua, we, we're having conversations about Tua's durability, even though he is bigger oh, because of concussions. And, and much of the conversation on Sunday Night Football last night was all the things that he had been doing like he's doing jujitsu, so he understands how to fall better. Like all sorts, like take hits, fall to the ground, all sorts of crazy stuff. Which if it was my limelight, I would do the same thing. But there's a key thing that's going to be the difference for the Dolphins having a good season and a bad season. That is the offensive line keeping Tua upright, which they did a good job last night against the New England Patriots. And you just mentioned Tyreek Hill. You know, it's interesting. A lot of folks want to talk about Patrick Mahomes and what he's like when they take certain weapons away. The early returns on the Kansas City Chiefs so far is their defense has been the story while Mahomes has been struggling through it offensively. And now they got Travis Kelsey back. We'll see how that goes the rest of the year. We've written off the Chiefs before and they've come back and made everybody look foolish. But their defense so far is holding it down. What you're seeing with Tua is kind of like how we talked about with Patrick Mahomes. Take these weapons away and what do you have? And while it was as Marcel, uh, who covers the Dolphins for ESPN, jokingly retweeted a Boston area uh, reporter pointing out that Tua only had like actual 11 yards of air yards. I think like Tyreek Hill had 88 yards after catch that ended up being the majority of what Tua had done at that point. That was copium. You have Tyreek Hill. You use him. You got Jalen Waddle. You use him. You mentioned and Mostert. Yeah. You mentioned Mike McCarthy and his coaching, right? McDaniel. Or Mike, Mike McDaniel and his coaching. I always do that. The point is, they're in a good, the situ- they're in the a good situation. The Panthers, we don't know what kind of situation they're in. And we also know that their skill positions are not at the yeah. level of we it, see with the Dolphins. It took to a, a minute to get to where he is. Yes. That's fair. Yes. But I'm just saying, when I look at CJ Stroud and I look at Anthony Richardson, I look at players right now who I would rather have over Bryce Young. Yeah. That's what I see. Now, the other thing that I found funny over the weekend was uh, North Carolina fans in my, uh, not in my mentions, but on my timeline. I, I follow a good chunk of UNC fans and they were watching the, the, the commanders and the Broncos. It's Russell Wilson, Sam Howell. And Russell Wilson throws a Hail Mary that actually converts late in the game and they just needed a two-point conversion. There was some controversy as to whether or not there was pass interference on that two-point conversion. And with the loss, everybody's now fo- singularly focused on Russell Wilson, how off he looks, Sean Payton's comments after the game about you know personnel not getting out there sure. on time, XYZ. Cool. That's going to be the national story. For me, 
it's once again, early returns on Sam Howe and the Commanders has been very much Sam Howe. I don't want to belabor this first point. Washington quarterback ever to start three and zero to win his first three starts. I don't want to be. That seems. I know you don't like quarterback win stats, but when he's directly involved the way that he has been it. this these two games this year in particular, and he looks exactly like the player that you and I. Yeah, sometimes we have to celebrate our wins, of course. Like we, I feel like that. We, about, I feel like that about Sam, Sam Howell. Howell. That's what I'm saying. And we Sam said Howell, this from the jump. We said and, this from the jump with Sam Howell. That, and the person I always compared him to was Russ. Because he's, he's got that deep ball. He's got that I think it was uh, it, <laughs> there were some there were some clips making the rounds, right? And uh, shout out to Al who runs Tar Heel Blog because he had retweeted one of those dives. I'm like, tell me where we've seen that throw before. We and I, I said this in the, in the retweet. I'm like, Sam Howell's doing exactly what we thought Sam Howell could do in the NFL. There's a little sometimes there's some feast or famine, but when things connect, when he throws the ball like that, when he makes a play happen. How can you not look back and go, how did this guy fall to the fifth round? Number one. Number two, and I know some Carolina Panthers fans are out there thinking this. How in the world did the Panthers not take a flyer on that dude? Now, it's entirely possible that if Sam Howell ends up with the Panthers under Matt Rule, you don't see this play out the way that it plays out. And the one thing that I do like about Eric Bieniemy is that he's letting the man cook. All right. Bieniemy's just let, letting that thing go. And it's paid off for them so far with the start to their season. Are we sure that that would have been the case in the Carolina Panthers? Sometimes the way things play out for you in the draft and the team that you end up on ends up actually being beneficial to you. And from the jump, when the commanders drafted Sam Howell, and I looked at their QB situation and said, that dude's going to play by the end of the year. Carson Wentz cannot stay healthy, and Taylor Heineke is not the answer. At some point, he's going to get a start, and at some point, people are going to go, Hey, hey, wait a minute. Hold on. And what have we seen? We've seen this exact scenario play out. So really hype for Sam Howell and the way things have started out for the commanders. However, when do we do the thing that we go back and say, now, what did you win at Carolina? Well, yeah, we'll we do, do that. that with state quarterbacks. All the time. We'll do that. We'll do it at some point. Now it's getting, speaking That's of quarterbacks. That's a good place to be in if you're Carolina. Absolutely. You never had NFL quarterbacks. Speaking of quarterbacks, we can promote Sam Howell all day, but it's getting late early. For a few other places, the biggest oh, one Russ. is the biggest one is well, Russ. We we knew that last year. I'm talking about the eyes are starting to shift over to the Chargers. Another loss, Staley, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers. I mean, they made their bet on that one. Why, why they brought him back? I don't, I don't really know. That's going to be a classic case of you kind of know what this guy is. They have Justin Herbert, who doesn't have a great QB wins record, but the Herbert Hive is really vocal. And they're blaming their situation. Only what? The one playoff appearance that Justin Herbert was in was a loss. They're putting it all on Staley. It collapsed. But isn't that pretty consistent with the Chargers, with with Staley and Justin Herbert? You've got all the pieces. You've got this quarterback that's people, every, everybody tells you, this is the guy you should have had. Yet they keep well, actually, coming they up short. They missed the playoffs the year before because of coaching malpractice as well. So how much in longer the game is that? They should have just taken a knee and tied and gone home. How much longer <laughs> is that going to go? How much longer are you going to give Staley? He won't, he won't make it through the season. He ain't making it through the season. No. And then you got Justin Fields. They made the move for DJ Moore. It's all tied together with the Panthers. They made the move for DJ Moore as a, all right, either this is going to work for you or it's not. And now all the eyes are going to Justin Fields and people are starting to wonder if he actually is the answer based on some early returns in the NFL. So just, just, just a couple things that are percolating in the NFL world. We're going to spend some more time tomorrow on my favorite topic, the 2-0 team that is absolutely a mirage. A 2-0 team that you think no freaking way are they as good as their start. And of course, the 0-2 teams that might be a little bit better than their start. So we're going to discuss some of those things on tomorrow's podcast. One's Avenue hits, man. <laughs> <laughs> it does hit. It absolutely does. I told hit. Rand, we I need to get you up here. Yeah. I need to get you rapping over some Collins Avenue or some of these other rights free beats that mm-hmm. we have. No, I would love that. I absolutely would love that. You're gonna see him tonight. Oh, Rang to show up to uh pizza night? I'm gonna write a song for him tonight to sing and perform live tonight. Do I actually. need to bring new equipment to make sure we get it recorded or potentially? Yeah, maybe. I don't feel like breaking everything down. Uh speaking of things that always hit right, breeze through always hits right. I actually hit the breeze through on High House and Kerry Parkway yeah. yesterday on my way back from some friends. Were you like, wait a second, 
It's a breeze through. That's a breeze through. It's been here the whole time. <laughs> so breeze through. We got some things cooking with breeze through. We we did the show from the beer cave of of two weeks ago ahead of the NC State Notre Dame game. I think we've identified our next beer cave performance live from the breeze through across from PNC Arena. So be on the lookout for that in October. But they got all your needs. Obviously, gas is a big one, uh, but snacks and everything else all throughout the triangle. Speaking of other, speaking of things that hit too. Went to Butcher's Market on Friday because it was a really nice day on Friday. So I went to Butcher's Market. Yes. I picked up. Perfect day, actually. I picked up the charred jalapeno and garlic chicken breast to make some tacos this week. My secret recipe. Mm-hmm. Family. Ancient family secret. I, they had stuffed portobello mushrooms. Mm-hmm. The portobello mushrooms were stuffed with their spinach dip. Ooh. Dude. See, this is dangerous. Every time you go, you see something different and then yeah, you man. get it and you're like, Okay, well, that's fabulous as well. That was it. Was their really, hit rate really is a hundred? It's awesome. I, I got the steaks, steak tips too. Kids had the steak tips, but signature steak tips. I was like, ah, oh, you know, let me fastball. I was gonna let me get some chicken. I'm gonna eat a little healthier today. Let me get the kebabs, and then I saw spinach dip stuffed portobello mushrooms. All in on that. <sighs> so of course they've got the sandwiches as well. Go check out the butcher's market locations across the triangle, and of course a location out in Wilmington. Uh, great times for everybody. What's up next? What's up next? Jordan Kramer, CBS 17. She's an AP Top 25 voter. She's joining us in studio. What up, Jordan? Hello. So I feel like th- these segments I've built specifically for the current AP Top 25 voter to deal with the former AP Top 25 voter who has a lot of opinions on other people's polls. I oh, feel like that's I've, I've an OPP song. Already. Yeah. <laughs> other people's polls. That's that maybe that's what we should call this segment, OPP. As Jillio gets all worked up about where you voted. However, I know. You're kind of like me. You and I are very similar in that once something is done, you just you flush it out of your brain. So when you do your AP top 25, what happens after you hit submit? No, I basically black out. It's like I'm in college again. <laughs> I feel like that's its own story. I'm time. kidding, Mom. I, I never did that. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. So who's your number one? Georgia still? It's Georgia. Do I feel good about this? Honestly, I don't feel good about anybody being in the top five, like so, like solidly in the top five. I don't think you have any teams that look like, without a doubt, they could run the table, win a national championship this year. That's fair. That's fair. Not one. Why do you hate Florida so much? Because I watched the game against Utah where they had a jersey miscue that cost them a couple yards there. <laughs> I just am not, I don't know, I guess I'm not a Billy Napier believer. And you look at the history of Tennessee in the swamp. Do I think that was more Yeah. Florida being good or yeah. Tennessee just kind of psyching themselves out there in are the some, swamp? There are some places that you just don't. They just can't win there. They can't win there. It happens. And why do you hate Ohio State? Because they haven't played anyone. Okay. And the teams they have played, Youngstown State, like they struggled in that game. I think this weekend will be extremely telling for Ohio State when they play Notre Dame. Like I'm very excited for that game. But they haven't played anyone. Same with Michigan. They haven't played anyone. Michigan doesn't play anybody all year. They only play each other basically. It's like November 11th until they have like a good game. You have a strange fascination with Penn State though. They beat your alma mater, didn't they? Yeah, that's why I'm actually helping them (laughs) up. They beat the Mountaineers. And no, I mean, I think they look good. They have two power five wins. I'm all in. All okay. right. So based on what we've seen so far, who's had the better start to the season, Duke or North Carolina? Ooh. I'm workshopping something here. That's why I'm curious your thoughts on this. Okay. So I do have, I think North Carolina has had the better start, but I think that Duke has a higher ceiling. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm in agreement with Jordan here. <gasps> there is higher ceiling. Yeah. Yes. 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 For two reasons. No. Oh. Carolina because of their schedule. No. They have an easier schedule. I will give you that. But I think that we've seen in the past, right, the last three national championships, you need a quarterback Mm -hmm. that does not put your defense in compromising positions. Which is what Riley Leonard is not doing. Zero interceptions on the year. And you need a defense that is good. Which is something that we have not said about Duke in quite some time, but clearly taking on the personality of Mike Elko. I know, um, I think it was Luke DeCock at the News and Observer who had mentioned this in his column, and it's it's clear in watching the games. When you watch Duke play, you never really have a, and Connor O'Neill also, also wrote about this too, in relation to uh, in, in relation to Mike Elko. When you watch this Duke team play over the last two years, and really the start of this season, 
they look in control. 100%. Carolina never looks in control. I, and I can't, it's, I know it's very vibey talk, but I know Carolina fans understand what I'm saying when it all looks like it can fall apart at a, like at any moment. I don't feel like that about Duke so far this season. And I don't see that changing even as the competition gets a little bit more difficult with Florida State and Notre Dame on the schedule. I'm not saying they're going to win these, those games, but I think there's going to be much more competitive games than people want to give credit. We saw Florida State deal with this against Boston College. Is this Florida State falling back down to earth a little bit? Is Joe, is it the red bandana game thing that and, always happens? And Clemson, there was a look ahead. I yeah. mean, that was a tough spot for them. Yeah. So and they made some mistakes, too. I mean, the fumble. It's it's early, and I want game day to show up to North Carolina Duke. That's what I want. Although game day could show up for North Carolina, whereas for Notre Dame uh, Duke, I, I would think that would be most likely. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how. Again, we, we've talked about this before. And I'm interested where you because you have Alabama really low. I think Clemson and Alabama are dead as programs. Do you agree with that? I mean, I'm not going to bet against Nick Saban because I just feel like why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, because he didn't even play his best quarterback in a game where they desperately needed their best quarterback probably would be a good reason to bet. Do against I think them. they look great? Absolutely not. I don't know. Alabama, I think looked terrible. There was nothing in that game that made me inspired by them. Um, they got a win. Although I, I've decided I would not um, marry an Alabama fan. Why would you not marry? Why would you not marry an Alabama fan? I could be the perfect wife for 16 years, right? Lead us to success time and time again. I burned dinner one night. This man is Googling divorce attorneys. Their fans are insane. It is true. Have you seen the message boards? I actually look whenever Alabama struggles because they're kind of a fun place to be. I'm going to clip that. <laughs> that's that, that's got that's got reels written all over. It's it, true, right? though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I really can we can we top it from there? No, I, I was going to say, I think we, we could probably uh, we could probably close on that. You got a prediction for tonight with the Carolina Panthers? Mm. I don't think it's, I'm going to be watching the Steelers play. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fair too. A lot of people will be watching the Steelers play. And I think they're going to go. You're going to watch the Steelers lose. You mean watch Matt Canada, Matt Canada, thing. not put okay. up any offense, yards. Or offense, offense seems to be missing in the entire Pittsburgh metropolitan area between Pat Narduzzi and what's going on. Same that stadium. one I'm okay with. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't need offense. Yeah. Fair. In your particular case. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily care about that. All right, Jordan. Thanks for hanging out. Anytime. All right, we had a very eventful week last week with Mixtape. Let's see if we can have another wild week of Mixtape. We got Bud. Bud reached out through social media. He's like, hey, man, anytime you need Mixtape, let's go. So I told him, all right, Monday, Bud, let's make this happen. Thanks for joining us, Bud. How are you this morning? Doing fantastic. Great to be here with you guys. Love the love the podcast. No, we appreciate that. Five stars? Five stars, Bud? Already, first day. There we go. Now <laughs> we're talking positive vibes. Hey, the, have the tumbler and the T-shirt. Wait, wait, you oh is that a breeze through tumbler that I see in the corner there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh look at you see? Bud's hardcore. We love Bud. He's yeah. out there supporting the advertisers. Yes. We'll see what happens on yeah, the we wheel got, of we got all kinds of things too. going on here too. All right. So we're gonna make an educated guess, Bud. You are uh you are of a particular age, so we have a feeling that you'll be able to get this song because it really speaks to people of a particular age. Got it? That's a very nice way of putting that, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm also hey, <laughs> I'm also in that situation. I am of a particular age. All right, so here's how it works. We got Stacy over at Graphics House who will read lyrics in her wonderful Southern accent. Yeah. I cannot get enough of it. Uh, we don't have the rights to play the actual music, so we're going to have her read the lyrics. When you when after the lyrics are done, you'll tell us what the name of the song is. Are you ready, Bud? I'm ready. I speak Stacy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Virginia, they didn't give you quite enough information. You didn't count on me. When you were counting on your rosary, oh, what, what? They say there's a heaven for those who will wait. And some say it's better, but I say it ain't. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. The sinners are much more fun. (laughs) 
Hey, only the good die young. Yes. yes. There we go, bud. There we oh, go. The, the light bulb moment there, too. Oh, the, like the minute. You, I, I saw the light bulb go on the minute you heard that first <laughs> uh, that first stanza. All right. So uh, you got prize will? Sure. All right. Billy Joel's written hundreds of songs. That's that is stanza. easily his best line. Stanza. Easily. His verse. First verse. All right. Here we go. The sinners are much more fun. All right, here we go. I don't even know where we're starting. So uh, you're on we're wings starting over. blind. Your wings over. God, I love how that thing sounds, man. It's a hearty wheel. OG swag. OG swag. OG swag. Oh, he already has a shirt, though. Do you have a shirt, yeah. right? Yeah, I've got one. I'm actually going to wear it. Uh, we're opening up for uh, um, Mark Wheels Thursday night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rock my OG shirt. Well, now, where is this that you're opening up, bud? Uh, down in Benson for the kickoff for Mule Days. Oh, oh cool, cool. Love Mule Days. All right, wait. Well, please, bud, send, the wheel... please send pictures, bud, so I can send this, send that oh, off yeah. to our friends over at Breaking Tea. The wheel just moved, bud. Is that no. okay? It, it landed on Butcher's Market. I've been there. Oh. Too. Yeah. Okay. I like, but I like that. That's not a problem. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I don't want to give you something you already have that because you have a tumbler, you have a shirt. Want to make sure you you go home happy here, bud, for winning. If you leave Butcher's Market, you're not happy to come, bro. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're doing that. So we'll either uh, text you a picture of that um, gift card or you can come up and pick it up. Either way, it will work, okay? All right, that'll work. All right, All right bud. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Absolutely nailed it on the mixtape today. Yeah, it was that was... Nailed it. Horses for courses there. That was good. I have a feeling the next couple of mixtapes are going to get difficult, though, based yes. on what we have left in the pool. Yes. So here's going to take a youth, I think. Here's a hint. Do you like modern country? Like today's country? If you like today's country, play. Well, then shoot <laughs> us an email that you want to play mixtape. <laughs> Who happens to be where Stacy's from? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so. The OG goes digital at gmail.com to put mixtape in the subject line. Email us if you are a today's country kind of fan and we will go from there. I like the wheel. It was nice. It's a nice addition. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Wheel, Even though it could way. be manipulated. Where'd yeah. you get that wheel? By the way, the news and observer. Our oh, friends nice. At the NNO. nice. You know what it's time for? It is time for our radio. People told us that uh, you take away those, those runs and we outscored them by 19. So, it's time for the Bizdelic of the week. Shout out to former Wake Forest basketball coach Jeff Bizdelic, who, you know, if you just took that, if you just took that run away, they would have been NC State at PNC Arena, man. Would have happened. So my Bizdelic of the week, I have a Bizdelic of the week. I'm calling it right now. It's almost like the Bizdelic of the year. It's in the shot. Aaron Rodgers is in the shot. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is part of my Bizdelic of the year. I'm calling it right now. We okay. started seeing it yesterday. And Aaron Rodgers is absolutely going to play into this. I know how Aaron Rodgers thinks. He thinks he's five steps ahead playing 40 chess on stuff like that. No, he is the most predictable dude in the NFL. Had they just, if Aaron Rodgers just hadn't gotten hurt four plays into the season, Joe, this would be a Super Bowl contending team. Does he play defense? Not the point. Okay. They would have had confidence knowing that Aaron Rodgers was out there to hold it down. They don't believe in Zach Wilson. You see what Zach Wilson did at the end of the game with a couple of picks? Never mind that Brees Hall only had eight carries in this game and was in his feelings about it and tweeted it. Never mind that Sauce Garner isn't looking at it as a team statistic. He just wants you to let you know that CeeDee Lamb wasn't getting any when he was on the field. And then he deleted that tweet or the Instagram post. All of this would be centered if they just had the calming force of a man who listens to dolphin sex as part of his rehabilitation. By the way, a rehabilitation that, Joe, we've never seen before. Every NFL insider, please tell me, the blood flow resistance rehabilitation is coming. Every NFL insider. Like it might solve some other issues for someone in their 40s as well. There's true. There's that too. Every NFL Although maybe that's what the show. dolphin sex sounds are for. Um, have you ever tried that? Everyone has their own thing, Joe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should put dolphin sex on the channel and maybe we can get, maybe that's the theme of today's show. This ASMR. Look, Jordan's still hanging out with us. She helps us with social media. Maybe she can do some research on that for us as to whether or not we should have whales humping as something that we do for the podcast. But it's clearly working for Aaron Rodgers. 
Is it working though? Absolutely, because he's going to be back for the playoffs, Joe. Oh, yes. Did you know? I mean, I'm it's reading it right now. Timetable. Yes. Never mind that this is an Achilles tear that everybody knows he what got the, the speed deal bridge. is. He all oh, it's he's going to be back. We've never seen a recovery like this. So Johnny Science, who doesn't like science, oh yeah, now needs science. Yeah. Is this what I'm understanding? All of a sudden, the guy who wants you to question everything is absolutely on board with modern science. Huh. Here's the thing, man. I don't know why NFL insiders feel the need to patronize Aaron Rodgers and the way he goes about about clicks, Joe. Is that what it's about? Yeah. Your traffic matters. I heard. So what, what are people talking about? Well, they're still talking about Aaron Rodgers. You're not going to have him in a month to talk at about. At least Pat McAfee is truthful, and he knows that the relationship he has with Aaron Rodgers has helped him. Yeah, but he talks to Aaron Rodgers. I know that, but he also feeds the beast by saying things like, yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers did all these things to change his body. You know, he's even though he's 39, he's like in the best shape of his life. What's the first telltale sign of somebody who's reached wash status? When people start telling you they're in the best they shape of their lives. Right. Yes. Like if you ever say that to me, if you, if you it's of over. all people say, man, I'm approaching 50, but I'm in the best, shape, in the of my best life. shape of my life. I'm going to be like, Joe, I guess we're getting a new job. Joe, <laughs> I guess I better start looking into, I better, I better hit up Brian over at nice price mm-hmm. and see if he's got some hours for me because mm-hmm. this thing's a wrap. So please never say that. Okay. Never say that. But I'm telling you can you, never be in the best shape of your life if you never get in the best shape of your life, which there's Aaron Rodgers <laughs> for you. So he is your bizdelic of the week. It's actually going to be the bizdelic of the year. That's that I'm calling it if right only, now, man. If only you they take had away those, Aaron Rodgers. You take away those four plays. If only they'd be fine. They'd be never mind that the defense gave up and couldn't get off the field. The gave up big plays. Looked lousy. Yeah, all which is their strength. I know. I know. And it's New York. And you know they're going to eat them alive with the way things have played out on social media. All right. Big thanks to Mosquito Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio Pest Authority as well. I'm still using Mosquito Authority. I know Fall Equinox is right around the corner. I know people are going to be putting up. It's crisp out there right now, pure fall, but we know we know it's a false fall and those mosquitoes can still be active throughout September. Yeah, I'm just going to give you the same hard sell I gave my kids at the football game on Saturday when yeah. we saw Hayes. Yeah. And they were, they were kind of like, oh, because they wanted to go see Steve on the other side of the RV lot where their <laughs> friends were. And I said, we're not going anywhere until you nope. thank Hayes because the lights aren't on without Hayes. Yeah, man. Gotta thank Hayes him. is a true OG mosquito <laughs> authority, pest authority. Go check them out at bugsbite.com. Speaking of true OGs, Pizza Box, Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out, oakwoodpizzabox.com. They're not open tonight. They are not. They're Wednesday doing, through Sunday. They're doing a special event with us tonight for OG Pizza Night. But yes, Wednesday through Sundays. Go check them out, oakwoodpizzabox.com. Let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions. Uh, I, I feel like we have all the food covered. Uh, this is from Go Gators. Matthew, second weekend in a row, we've gone wings over for my Gators viewing. And what have the Gators done, Joe? Win. They just keep winning. Mm-hmm. Keep it going. You sure it's not just what they do to Tennessee at home? Keep ordering. Yeah, maybe that's what I watched it is. that game and I was like, man, I, at the beginning of the game and Tennessee scored. I'm like, yeah, Billy Napier is in trouble. And then all of a sudden, whoa, hey, what's going on here? All right, from Noah, podcast from the Yacht oh, Rock oh, Show. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before yeah. we continue, though. Yeah. When we talk about Clemson and what their problems are, um, excuse me, is that Travis Etienne's brother running roughshod over somebody? Like, and why is he not? <laughs> where is he playing his college football? Right. But is that your name, image, and likeness uh, problem right there? Meanwhile, Dabo? meanwhile, Will Shipley's getting into it with CJ Spiller. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Yacht Rock Tribute Band at Bowstring. You want to go to that on Friday? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're in. It's a little too late. We don't record on Fridays, but I don't know. Maybe you'll see us at Bowstring for some Yacht Rock. Uh, that would be entertaining. Uh, from Freddie, uh, Duke Report. It's sunny in the Wager Salad today. Positive vibes only. There's that shirt out at the beach, out in the Outer Banks. Pretty sure that's Johnny Mercer Pier out in the Outer Banks, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because of Sam, our guy Sam was like, okay, now be careful because the water was rough. Yeah, weekend. the water was rough. So please, listeners, be, yeah. be careful. We need we need your views. Also, listen to the locals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam, Sam's, usually they know. On, Sam, Sam's usually on top of that. This is from Southie. Uh, got a hey Joe question for next week. If NC State changed its mascot, what should it be? It's inspired by this TikTok. This is from what? I think Red Cup Rebellion. If you could change the NC State mascot to anything, who would you change it to and why? A quesadilla. 
the NC State case of the year. A shark because they soar. And we eat, we eat here. A llama. Maybe a baby wolf. That's a lot cuter. A baby wolf. We have an adult wolf. I'd like a baby wolf, you know? A dolphin, bro, because dolphins are fucking lit. NC State dolphins, hell yeah. What's the cheer we're going to do is the dolphin? Uh, go dolphins, go dolphins. <laughs> Shouldn't it just be the wolves? No, they don't need to change anything. You have the most unique mascot there is. Yeah, they do. They do. That is true. That is true. All right. From uh, Amit, uh, MFers in the Triangle Media, always eager and happy with their premature ejaculation, trying to bury and talk shit about Carolina. Amit, when I believe the name of the... It's not premature ejaculation. The name of the segment is premature evaluation. Who was burying Carolina on this program? Oh, I simply had... I said, can we be honest about Drake May and the O-line so far this season? This was after he threw two picks. That's not burying it. I was just asking for an honest conversation. Here's, here's, okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. Would you say up until that point with back-to-back picks that Drake May has had a great season? No, he did not look like the player who started last year. He looked more like the player who finished last year. Okay. So when I'm watching an ESPN broadcast and I can tell they're going off talking points about things that after two weeks of the season do not apply. If this were the first game of the season, cool. But we've had two games already where we've seen Drake may be okay. He's been fine. He's not been that player that well, we have, started the start of the season. They also didn't really need him against App State when you're running for 250 yards with Lamar and Hampton. That's fine. So have an honest conversation about how they won these games. So, for instance, pro I mean, he was fine against South Carolina. Pro football what they needed to do. Pro football focus had a had a tweet. Oh, Wait, but you're seeing my point. They had a tweet oh. about the first touchdown that he threw to Nate McCollum. That ball was underthrown. That play happened. That touchdown happened because Nate made an incredible catch that was behind him. All right. Yet Pro Football Focus tweets it out with, what a dime from Drake May. Mm, why are we doing that? We don't have to do that. That's all I was saying. That's all I was saying. I'm not burying North Carolina. I mean, hell, we started the show talking about how North Carolina has a really great opportunity in front of them. All right. Let's go to the YouTube comments. Uh, this is from uh, Tool Time. I don't understand the whole cheer for the conference or other conference teams' ideology. Was NC State pumped to see Wake Forest beat <laughs> Vanderbilt? N- no. Uh, from Corey, wife is a Bama fan, has never cheered for Auburn to win. SEC Conference Unity is a marketing joke. No, that's real. I was at the, the the Mississippi State bowl game year Yeah, when they played State in Charlotte. And somebody was playing in their bowl game and they were rooting for like Missouri or somebody yeah. else. And I'm like, you people like are just, deranged. Yeah, just stop it. Finally, uh, from M Davis on YouTube, this is from uh, the OG overtime that I did with Ben Thompson last week. Uh, great talk. I have ESPN plus for hockey and yet I still have to pay for the wow. additional VPN. Don't get me started to on watch hockey, the Canes, please. which is cheaper than please. paying for Bally's. Plus I watch a few other teams to watch soccer, different leagues are spread out on different services. Racing is the same thing. Uh, you got WRC, you got rally racing. It's on its own service. And since it's insane to try to keep up with all these services, plus the entertainment side, why can't sports networks follow all sports? I can see how someone might end up going back to cable just to have everything in one place. And that's ultimately Ben's thesis from that conversation where we're probably going to a bundle 2.0 where outlets like Charter Spectrum will bundle these online services into a cheaper rate, but it's not going to be as cheap as you think because at the end of the day, people want to make their money. And that's going to be the end, of, the end of today's show. We'll see you Tuesday. After, we'll see you Tuesday here on... I almost said, I almost said it, but I almost said it. I'll just... Anyway. All right, you're distracted by the cram jam I and her interest in our. Well, cram jam is cram jam is just she's she's in an obvious. I'm paying attention. I'm just in my phone. Yeah, no, see, I, I'm here. We're simpatico like that. Anyway, <laughs> we will see you Tuesday.